Okay, got a solo shot today, so score that as a hit, a run, and an RBI. Go Royals! Coffee in Space is a podcast by S. Daniel Smith that puts the best in established and up-and-coming science fiction and fantasy writers in front of you, their readers. Dan's goal is to help you learn more about who they are as people, how they write, and how they live. Whether you're listening to this podcast at home, or in your car, or somewhere in between, Dan hopes to transport you to the crew lounge on an intergalactic spaceship, where you can have a cup of your favourite coffee with science fiction and fantasy authors. So sit back, listen in, and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, I'm Dan Smith, a big science fiction and fantasy fan and a heavy coffee drinker. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 24 of Coffee in Space. Can't believe I just said 24. How awesome is that? As I mentioned in my shout-out to the Kansas City Royals before the show, I'm solo again today. Nothing's wrong. I just like to take a few minutes to talk about stuff near and dear to my heart every now and then. And this week seemed like a good chance to do that. So, what's near and dear to my heart today? Short fiction. In particular, short science fiction. In short, no pun intended, authors can't make a living with short fiction anymore. The market begs for novel-length works. And think about it. When's the last time you picked up a copy of Asimov's or Analog or Clark's World or any of the other uh, uh, pulp fiction-type magazines? When's the last time you read one? But when's the last time you read a novel or watched a show? And so the market is geared towards novel-length works. We all like reading novel-length works. We like getting lost in the minutia of an author's character and plot development. We're mesmerized by the inciting event, the rising action, the climax, the falling action. In the case of fantasy, we absolutely love, apparently, getting lost in tomes of up to a thousand pages at a time. Yet bypassing all of the wonderful short fiction out there shorts us, again, no pun intended, shorts us on a lot of fabulous writing. There's an entire market for speculative fiction, mystery, drama, and other genres of short fiction that we are inadvertently ignoring. And that's what I want to talk about today. I can't pretend that I do this perfectly, but I do try and pick up a copy of Clark's World, Asimov's Analog, Fantasy, and Science Fiction once a month. So I try and rotate between them. Usually I look for uh, an author I like on the cover, or at least an author I've heard of, someone that I can use as a frame of reference uh, when I'm reading the issue. Uh, so authors I've read like uh, Derek Kunskin or Neil Asher, Nancy Kress, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the ones that I've read recently that uh, I recognize them, so it got me into the issue, and then I was able to learn about some new authors uh, through that process. And usually... You can find this format for short science fiction and fantasy at Barnes & Noble. And while I would always want to point people to indie shops if I can, Barnes & Noble has done a really good job throughout uh, recent upheavals in, in the marketplace. And, uh, they've done a good job of keeping short fiction available to their readers. And, uh, and I, I appreciate it. As, a, as an aspiring writer, I appreciate it. As a consumer, I appreciate it. It's almost impossible to get a copy of a speculative fiction magazine anywhere else. 
With all that said, I'm going to spend my time today giving you a few reasons to read short fiction and short sci-fi in particular. I believe in rules of three, uh, so let's start with reason number one. These aren't necessarily in a particular order, but they, they are three reasons why I think you should read short fiction. Uh, number one, short fiction reads fast, so you can get in and get out of a story faster than in a novel. Uh, you ever get bogged down in a book because it seems to stop going somewhere, or you get nailed down into some kind of minutia where uh, you're just learning nuance of the characters, which can be fun if you're really into the story, but if the author doesn't keep you in the story, it just starts to bog you down after a while. Ever feel like you've stopped living in a character's action and started sitting in his or her wondering mind too much? This just doesn't have time to happen in short fiction. So if that's a concern for you, uh, getting bogged down in the dreaded middle of a book that doesn't seem to be moving anywhere, short fiction is probably a good option for you. The average book is around 90 to 100,000 words. Short fiction is usually below 10,000. When an author is working on a tenth of the words a novelist is using, and many times less, most stories actually weigh in around five to 6,000 words. She or he has to cut out anything that doesn't move the story forward now. That should happen in novel-length work too, but it definitely has to happen in short fiction. And so for someone listening who values a story that keeps moving at a fairly quick pace, you want to give short fiction a, a look-see. Rule number two, or reason number two, another reason to read short fiction is that's an introductory bite to an author's work. One of my favorite authors right now is Derek Kunskin. I've had him on the show twice. Um, before I knew his books, I read a short story called Water and Diamond in the November-December 2018 issue of Asimov Science Fiction Magazine. Shortly thereafter, I went out and bought his debut novel, Quantum Magician. I'm grateful for that one short story that not only introduced me to a new author, but to a good human whom I've begun to consider a mentor in the world of writing. I don't know if Derek thinks that way, but I do. Finally, there's a level of success. So this is reason number three, folks. Finally, there's a level of success in finishing a half a dozen short stories in a few days as opposed to taking a week to a month for a novel. Okay, confession time. I'm a slow reader. It is what it is. I've tried to speed it up. I've tried learning tricks, but I just don't read fast. This becomes a problem when considering the fact that I'm trying to read books for authors that I want to interview. So it's definitely a struggle. Maybe it's a struggle you have. Maybe it's one you don't. However, it's so much easier to get a bite-sized chunk of an author's work from a short story that tells me who they are as an author. If you're a slow reader like me, I promise you'll find fulfillment in short fiction. Putting down a, a book halfway through seems like you're, you've cheated yourself. Seems like I've cheated myself. But putting down a magazine, knowing that I can come back to it after... Uh, a few days when I've finished a couple of short stories and I'm about to go back in to finish some more short stories. There's just fulfillment there. I've left uh, not in the middle of a story, but at the end of a complete plot. Anyway, if you like the, the authors and if you want to follow them, like I have on several occasions, you can always bump up to the longer works, which is how I got into uh, Kunskin's writing and uh, several others. Okay. So those are my three reasons why you should take a look at short fiction. I hope they've made an impact on you. I hope you're ready to go out and buy a copy of uh, uh, one of the aforementioned uh, short fiction markets. 
I've enjoyed several pieces of short fiction over the years. In addition to Derek Kunskin's story that I mentioned, I also enjoyed works by Neil Asher, who blew my mind with a short story called An Alien on Crete. Uh, I've been to Crete before in my Navy travels, so I immediately connected with Neil's story. It was a, it was a very good story. Posted about it on Twitter and everything, hashtagged it, all the good stuff, uh, uh, added him and all that, and, uh, and uh, even got a like from the author. Hey, who knows? Anyway, really good stuff. I recently connected with a short story by Ray Naylor, who's another uh, writer, mostly sits in the uh, short fiction uh, world. In fact, right now, as far as I know, that's what he know he's known as exclusively. Uh, uh, the story was called Return to the Red Castle, and I got a nice twist, uh, a look at Istanbul, uh, which I have seen from the Bosphorus Strait uh, and is a gorgeous city. But the interesting thing, because Ray has lived in Turkey, he was able to give an actual in-depth look into Istanbul and, uh, and give the readers a nice little trip through the uh, city. Uh, and in addition to the plot itself, which was also uh, very well done, uh, got us a, a taste of what AIs may face in the future as they try and find their place in the world. Uh, and of course, you know, true AI has to happen first. But uh, I really appreciated Ray's story. Want to have him on the show sometime. I just love stories about robots and uh, and uh, androids and whatnot. Um, I think it's I think it's a good plot line for science fiction. Let me give you one more. Remember, I love rules of three. So I've talked about um, uh, Derek and Neil Asher. Has kind of lumped those together. I've talked about Ray Naylor. Now let me give you one by an author called J. T. Shera. It's about a spaceship that comes back to Earth after being gone 66 years. Now, mind you, the crew only aged about 20 years during that time due to space travel realities that my mind has a lot of trouble with, and I don't really get it, but uh, it's a pretty well-known fact that time change, uh, the, the passage of time changes depending on the speed towards light and all that. Anyway, uh, time is not as absolute as you might think, but that's a topic for another time. I need to have an expert on the show to really discuss that. Anyway... J.T. Shara Rule wove an incredible story about this crew that returns and finds that um, people are just living forever and, uh, you know, there's no real death. And why is that the case? And then, of course, there's uh, uh, some hiccups that they run into, and, and that's part of the story. It's the plot. It's, it's a very good story. Please allow me to pause our progress here. I want to talk to longtime listeners to the show. So if this is your first episode, I don't do this. Uh, in fact, I've never done this in any of the episodes. But I want to talk about something with the longer-term listeners um, and ask for a few minutes of your time. For my longtime listeners, I'd like to ask you for your help. The podcast doesn't cost too awful much to keep going each month. I've done a lot to keep the cost down. Uh, but there's just still costs associated, including the music that you hear every week, uh, the hosting that you download the, the podcast from, uh, brand design, interview equipment, and uh, other hosting services. I guess, in short, I'd like to ask you for some help. I've joined a site called Buy Me a Coffee, where you can give increments of $5 to help offset the cost of a, an author or an artist's work. So you'd be helping me offset the cost of podcasting. If you would kindly go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash coffee in space, 
literally, you'd be buying me a cup of coffee or two of your favorite metaphorical Joe, I'd be grateful. It'll help me broadcast or help me keep broadcasting this podcast and bring you new authors for months to come. There's even a way to get a free short, uh, excuse me, a free short story for uh, giving to the cause. Uh, so I would really appreciate if you would give it a go. It'd mean a lot to me. It'd mean a lot to future listeners. Uh, so if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've been enjoying what I've been bringing to you, what the other authors have been bringing to you, I would appreciate you going to www.buymeacoffee.com slash coffee in space. Thank you. Back to the program. In true coffee in space style, I'm going to the military fans of science fiction and fantasy to get some questions. By the way, if you're associated with the military at all, if this is your first uh, once or twice listening to the show, uh, I would really love to see you uh, join the group. So military fans of science fiction and fantasy. Uh, so Jeremy Saul, who I've had on the show before, says, any favorite books that came out recently? Well, first of all, I feel like I need to be careful about this answer. I've interviewed several awesome authors, and I've gotten to read a lot of books, or at least parts of books. The last thing I want to do is alienate someone that I've grown fond of, and I think I've grown fond of just about everyone I've met. Jeremy himself was an awesome guest on the show on episode five, one of my early guests to really help me establish myself as a podcaster. Um, go listen to episode five of season one. Um, I wasn't able to get an uh, ARC, that's advanced review copy, of his book by his publisher. I haven't been able to get my copy. It's still on my TBR, uh, which means to be read pile. Uh, but everything I read about his book, other reviews I read about his book, everyone's loving it that I've seen. Uh, so it's there. But anyway, uh, Jeremy was a great guest, and he has done a lot to help me develop the show. Um, so I, I feel like I need to be a little careful. Jeremy, this isn't to slight you at all. However, you've asked the question, so I want to answer it. So far, in the books I've read and the interviews I've done, well, mostly about the books I've read this year, uh, Ian Douglas's new Solar Warden series is off to a great start with book one called Alien Secrets. I got to interview Bill Keith this year. Bill Keith, uh, William Keith is the guy behind the name Ian Douglas. It's his pen name. He was an awesome guy to talk to, awesome guest. You can hear more about my talk and the books with him on season one, episode 13. Anyway, for a guy who's written over 100 books in his lifetime, Bill showed with Alien Secrets that the idea is definitely definitely keep coming uh so uh, that would be my favorite so far okay let's take another one leah davis from the group on behalf of a friend says best advice you've ever received about writing so this is a hard question to answer because i'm really just an aspiring author when it comes to fiction i have several credits in religious nonfiction, however uh, and you can find those on my website as uh, www.sdanielsmith.com uh, under published clips Anyway, uh, the best advice I got when I was starting was from an editor named Diane McDougall, who at the time edited for the denominational magazine EFCA Today. It wasn't a single phrase, however. It was just the idea to write tight and don't waste words. She taught me that in a 500-word article, I didn't have time to add a bunch of extra phraseology or, or wording. I needed to hit hard and remove every single word that doesn't serve a purpose. Also, I need to take out the dime words and replace them with nickels, meaning don't use big words when you don't have to. They just confuse the reader. They take away from the actual story itself. 
uh, and of course they do waste space. Uh, now that's that's advice that took a long time to sink in. Uh, it was a painful process to get there. Diane actually frustrated me several times when she'd send me back a draft of my article, uh, urging me at several points in the article to write a line or paragraph better, shorter, save space for her editing team at the magazine. But slowly, I started to realize the value in tight writing. James L. Rubart, a Christian best-selling fiction author who writes uh, along the lines of speculative fiction, actually, uh, he agreed with that advice and urged me to apply it to my fiction writing as well, which, I, which I've tried to do. Now, that advice has served me well, and I believe that should I ever get an, a, the, uh, the ever-elusive traditional publishing contract that I want someday, it will be because I stopped wasting words. So, Leah, I hope that helps your friend. Let's take one more. Jeff Lee asks, how has the pandemic affected my writing process? Well, Jeff, in short, has really hurt my writing process. I wrote a handful of short stories before the pandemic hit in earnest. Uh, then my workplace got modified to a work at home, you know, a teleworking type situation. And I only had to go into the office a couple of times a week to check email that uh, is at a higher classification. I honestly thought I'd be able to edit these short stories in a, in a wild spree and send them off and write a bunch of other stories, maybe even get a novel done in there. Uh, the novel would have been in line with the five-year plan uh, to writing a best-selling novel that I'm working on. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't prepared for just how hard my creativity was going to get hit because of the pandemic. It seemed like the more time I had on my hands, the less I knew what to do with it. Another hit to the creativity, in all honesty, was a transfer from San Diego, where I was living with my family, uh, to Norfolk. We've settled in in Virginia Beach, but um, you know, Navy moves us where the Navy needs to move us. Uh, the move is good for us uh, in the grand scheme of things, but moving's just hard, y'all. It's just hard, and that is what it is. However, I'm hoping to be back on the saddle as far as riding is concerned. Uh, maybe even by the time this airs, I'll be. Uh, banging out thousand words a day again. That's, that's what I'd like to do. Um, but it wasn't all bad, right? I decided to start a podcast during the pandemic, and it's been amazing thanks to the wonderful authors I met uh, and the listeners and friends who've uh, supported me by listening, downloading, and whatnot. And uh, that just makes me grateful for you all, and I'm, I'm very thankful. Okay, I'd like to move back to the original thought I had at the beginning of this episode. I want to challenge everyone to go buy a copy of the science fiction uh, magazine, either Analog, Asimov's, Clock Squirrel, the magazine of fantasy and science fiction. I've named those several different times. Uh, you, can, you can Google this and get a whole list. Some of them are online. Some of them are available on your uh, Kindle or other tablet device. Some are in, in paperback. Look, I want you to go get one. I want you to try this out. It's like, you know, 10 bucks at the most usually that you're going to have to pay for a, an issue. I think these will give you bite-sized chunks of science fiction and fantasy that you're going to learn to crave. Um, and it will introduce you to some more authors. Uh, for those who are able and willing, Analog and Asimov's, who are both owned by Dell Press, will let you buy up to 16 back issues for only $12.95. So uh, you know it helps them clear inventory. And it helps you by getting a whole bunch of stories to start digesting. Uh, 
again, military fans of science fiction and fantasy, a lot of us deploy or have deployed or know someone with a deployment coming up. Uh, I'm going to do this for an upcoming deployment. I'll, I'll get me 16 issues and I'll just kind of read through them. So I want to challenge you to go out and do this for yourself. And in fact, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. The first person who can send me a message on Twitter at author Dan Smith with the name of a short story you read because of this episode, this episode, I will buy you an eight pack of magazines from Analog and Asimov's. So the first person who messages me at author Dan Smith on Twitter who can tell me the name of an a short story you read because of this episode, I will buy a pack of back issues for you. Uh, it's an eight pack. Uh, let's say you have the rest of September to pick up a copy of a magazine online or your local store and message me. Uh, and I will get that in the mail uh, in October. So you'll have it in time for Christmas uh, and your New Year's reading. Okay, everyone, that about wraps things up here. Uh, thank you again for listening to another episode of Coffee in Space. I've enjoyed my time with you. I hope you have done the same. I'm grateful for all of you. Uh, look, please consider buying me a cup of coffee at the buymeacoffee.com. Help me keep the podcast going. Uh, and then another big thing I would love for you to do is to share the podcast around to your friends and contacts. Throw the episodes up on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Instagram, wherever else you do your social media. Um, and subscribe to the show if you haven't already done that. Anyway, thanks for uh, being with me today, and I can't wait till we meet again over a cup of coffee in space. Mm-hmm.